It's a new year, and with T-Mobile, it's not about how far apart we are. It's about how close we can be. So we're bringing out our best deal. Right now, get the iPhone 12 on us on every single plan with eligible iPhone trade-in. So I can FaceTime with my sister in Savannah. That's right. The iPhone 12 on us on every plan. All on America's 5G leader in coverage. T-Mobile. With 24 monthly bill credits and a new line, plus tax. If you cancel credit, stop and balance on required finance agreement may be due. Contact us for well-qualified buyers. Qualifying consumer plan required. See coverage and offer details at T-Mobile. Hi, friend. It's your home speaking, and I need some favors. Could you turn on some of the lights in the basement? Um, I'm scared of the dark. Also, this one is easy. Could you bundle your home and car insurance with GEICO so we could save money? Last thing, just a suggestion. Could you steam clean the carpets? I need a spa day. GEICO. For bundling made easy, go to GEICO.com today. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Love Investor Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Graham. On today's episode, we have a very special guest who shares what it's like to invest in the stock market. Now, if you enjoy the podcast, please like, subscribe, and share it. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. This is one of my favorite people, um, you know, somebody who, 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 who kick a lot of game to me and who I have to reach out to at times for some advice uh, I'm going to let him do the the gift, you know, and, and introduce himself. Yeah, man. So the, this is uh, Josh. Some of y'all may know me as uh, Josh Ab or on Twitter, on Instagram, Josh D. Lifestyle. Uh, thanks once again, Marcus, for having me on. Yeah, me and Marcus would be having, you know what I'm saying, some, some real conversations, you know what I'm saying, off the record. Uh, business is about life. But, uh, you know, today we're just going to kind of give y'all some game uh, about, you know, my investing uh, journey and, you know, how I got acclimated with stocks and things of that nature that, you know, maybe you may be looking at as a hurdle, but it's something that you can easily overcome. Yeah. So now you mentioned that you do stocks. Um, is, is that the only thing that you're in or are you in the multiple different things? Yeah, I'm in the multiple different things. I think my name kind of rings bells when you, when you think about stocks in, in a sense of like our little community or whatever, but, um, I'm, I'm into real estate investing. Uh, I have a couple of rental cars as well. Um, then I have the uh, consulting, uh, market views consulting. And then also um, <clears throat> 200K Club that I have with Brandon. Uh, we'll be relaunching that here soon as well. So that'll be like a community where uh, entrepreneurs and other like-minded individuals can come to share information, um, you know, gain, gain information and knowledge as well, just so we all can succeed. All right, so yeah, um, that's a lot of that's a lot of stuff. So we we gonna get into it all. Um, but what I want, what I like to do for my listeners is kind of like take it back 
you know, kind of towards the beginning, um, as far as like, like, did you know what you wanted to do, you know, once you was finishing high school, you know, did you go to college, um, and, you know, what school you went to, and, and why you picked that school? Cool, cool, that's a loaded question there, but I'm gonna give you, I almost, I said, like, the next question gonna be, what's your social? <laughs> uh, <laughs> nah, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of had a traditional style, you know, family, uh, I mean, it was my mom and I growing up, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, but, yeah, I went to school. I went to, I went to college after high school, uh, North Carolina A&T State University. And, you know, at that time in the moment when I came out of high school, um, I'm not going to tell you what year, but, uh, you know, it was, you know, at that time, it was just all you knew was kind of like go to college type thing. You know what I'm saying? That was, that was the main push. It's not like now where, you know, all these other options people are aware of and everything like that. Um, but I didn't have no problem with it. I'm a smart kid. I'm an intelligent guy. So, yeah, I went to school. Uh, got my degree in business education with the concentration of IT. And then uh, I went to banking um, out, of, out, of, out of college, went to Hells Fargo in the cash vault, and then uh, ended up going over to uh, Bank of America to do some stuff, uh, credit cards with their wealth clients. But this is my time during, uh, during my time at Bank of America where it clicked to me. I was in my, you know, mid to early early to mid 20s like 24 23 24 25 and uh you know it was a rep that would come in on a bi-weekly basis from Merrill Lynch or Merrill Edge which is the investment subsidiary of uh, Bank of America so one day me being just a uh, curious guy you know I set up a meeting you know free of charge to employees I went in there I said hey I'm trying to get started you know boom 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 set up a Roth IRA set up a brokerage account and then like I said I just come home just do random Google search. I'm, yo, if anyone saw my Google search history, they would be like, oh, this cat's wild. Like, mad random searches. Still to this day. Like, something come to my mind, I don't know. Yeah. Just open up my browsers, start typing in. So, uh, like I said, I just, you know, start off with uh, ETFs, exchange-traded funds, and then kind of work my way into, you know, being more comfortable choosing individual stocks. And then that's, that's how I got to where I'm at today. Yeah, and, and the reason that it is sounding like a loaded question is because um, it, it's important for, because, you know, you, ha you have a lot of people who are successful and, you know, there's that LLC Twitter that has a, a rep for pushing this or pushing that. Right. So, you know, you have people talking about college is a scam or don't do nine to five. Like, so I kind of wanted to talk, you know, get you to talk about this not necessarily break down going to college, but just showing that somebody who is an entrepreneur who does X, Y, and Z did go to college and didn't, um, you know, just kind of did it a different way. Just show people it's a different way. You don't have to just, I'm dropping out of school or I'm just going to be an entrepreneur. It's like, you know, there's traditional things that you can do and still have that same success. Yeah. I, I definitely love that statement that, you know, you don't have to be either or you don't have to be just corporate or you don't have to be just, entrepreneur i mean from people i know many people they started their entrepreneurial journey while they were still at their job you know whether it's corporate whether it's you know retail whatever it may be so it's not like you gotta drop everything cold turkey and just go entrepreneur because you gotta remember when you leave your job you know you gotta get your own benefits get your own health insurance you know things of that nature you're gonna need capital to build up your business you're gonna buy 
resources, whatever you need to, to build out, you know, your systems on a technology uh, basis. So I would not recommend it like zero out of 10 times. Just leave your job cold turkey, unless you have, you've already you've planned and you have a stash of money that not only you can build your business with, but you can also afford to live your regular life with. And what I mean by that is you can cover your needs, cover your housing, cover your food, your transportation, things of that. If you have all that saved up, then yeah, maybe you can consider leaving your job because you can use that time that you were, you know, eight, nine, 10 hours, you know, at your job, you can use towards your own venture. But it's only at that point that you can do such. Other than that, it's, I would go as far as saying it's foolish to just leave your job like that, um, you know, just to, to go into entrepreneurship. But the thing is, like I said, is that it's, it really comes down to the preparation. I think that's what's most important. So like for me, you know, I, I go to, you know, I go to my job and it's cool also in my situation because well, I so work you still wealth. currently work, right? Yeah, yeah. So I work in wealth management. So I'm around, you know, stocks and stuff every day, all day. So it's, it's literally feeding into my entrepreneurial stuff. You know what I'm saying? So it go hand in hand. So for me, it's, 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 it's not as hard to just walk away because, you know, I'm getting the knowledge, you know, the systems that like one of the systems I have at work, I had uh, looked into it and it would cost me about 20,000 to get it on my own, to get my own software license for that software. So like in my mind, the sense I'm looking at that is like, that's a $20,000 benefit. You know what I'm saying? That I have access to that with, you know, at my job. And I mean, if I can bring my laptop home and use it at home as well. So, you know what I'm saying? So that's, you got, you got to add everything up. You got to look at the full picture. You can't, you can't just let, especially like, like, um, like Marcus was saying, you can't let social media pressures get the best of you. Like you said, there are some people who talk records like, you know, entrepreneurs are better than corporate people or, you know what I'm saying? There's plenty of entrepreneurs who are not making profit. So you, <laughs> you would hate to be one of them, you know, straight up. You know, that's the story that's, them, those are stories that you don't see because, you know, social media is like a highlight reel. So, you know, Sports Center, you're going to get the top 10. You know what I mean? You're going to get the top 10 plays. You're not going to get all the bloopers and stuff. So, yeah, man. Yeah, and I love that because, like, even as myself, like, I still, I still technically work, you know, like, it's, it's contract, so I'm still, you know, I'm, it's when I do taxes, I'm self-employed, you know, I don't technically have a boss, but it's still a foundation, you know, like, I know for, like, all right, this, you know, me here, there's certain things that come with that, um, I'm able to fall back on that if my entrepreneurial life wasn't um, where I wanted to be, or if I'm still scaling and stuff like that, um, and, yeah, I believe in having that foundation. So I definitely encourage everyone to like, I would never tell someone to just quit your job, you know, without what you said, having a certain amount of savings, you know, being able to live the same lifestyle. Like it's worked for some people, but for, you know, for the most part, like don't get married to one thing, you know, it's an entrepreneur doesn't automatically equal you quit, you know, because most people are like, I don't want to work for nobody. Well, as an entrepreneur, you may work for customers. And, know, and I think that statement stuff, right there kind of came from, you know, social media and also like people allowing their pride to get in the way. Like, I don't want to work with somebody like nobody's calling you a slave. Nobody's calling you none of that. 
like really you're using it's using the job as a stepping stone. You know what I'm saying? You're using it as a stepping stone. So look at it like that. I mean, and then, then again, there are some people who do work at jobs that they just don't like. Yeah. If that's the if that's the case, then use your spare time to apply to other jobs that you think may better fit your skill set or you may like better. You feel me? Hey, I Versus, used to always apply for jobs yeah. while I was at work. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I, hey, that's a that's a risky move right there, but it looked like it paid it looked like it paid off for you, but I mean but you know what I'm saying, you could you know, do what Marcus said, you know what I'm saying? You got the VPN. Nah, do nah, nah, don't do that for real. Yeah, that's that's a risky business. Cause you're messing around and lose your job before you find a new job for real. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, it's, you really gotta be intentional. You know what I'm saying? Like what I see a lot is that people say they want one thing, but their actions don't align with it. You know what? That's some real thing. Like, um, I remember before I moved to Philly, uh, I talked to my friend and he was an entrepreneur. He was still working though, but at the moment he wasn't, he didn't work for like the whole, for like three, four months because his, his business, it was the vending machine business was taking care of his bills and things like that. So he was, he was pretty much being a stay at home dad. Um, because he was afforded that. And I, I'm like, dang, you like you making this yearly, that's this kind of my uh this my salary. And you don't really have to do much. Um, but I remember he asked me what my goals was, and I was like, Oh, I, I wanna I wanna be a millionaire. And he asked me, like, oh, what are you, you know, how you planning on doing it? And I had no idea. I just knew I wanted it. I just knew I wanted to be a millionaire. I didn't have no steps, no plans, like no intention. I just wanted it, you know. And from that moment forward is when I started to like be intentional about it. Like, you know, wanting to do those things and making it happen. I'm not just falling back on, I don't want this. So I want this. Well, how are you going to make it happen? Um, and that's kind of something that kind of changed my mindset and shifted my focus. Um, so yeah, that's, yeah. Being intentional and definitely. Um, Cause I mean, even like, even that statement, right? So that's a popular statement. That's the new, you know, everybody wanted to, before like, I want to make a hundred thousand per year. And then, you know, I want to be a millionaire, but you got to align those steps to becoming, you know what I'm saying? Like you ain't going to just wake up tomorrow and it's going to pop into your account. I mean, you, you know, I don't get, I don't care how much astrology you believe in or whatever, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shit don't align that well. You feel me? <laughs> so, um, you, you gotta, you gotta put the, you gotta put the, the work, you know what I'm saying? You gotta put the effort in behind the faith to be able to attain those goals. And, you know, if like I say, if it's not planned out, you're really just out here on a on, on an open path per se. Like you don't have the steps lined. You're not you're not going in a particular direction. You know what I'm saying? So you're not you're just out here just doing whatever. And what happens is that if things don't go your way off the rip, now you're kind of lost because you don't have no sense of direction. It's like it's like somebody going to a new town without a GPS. Like you just you just going anywhere, mm-hmm. but if you got a GPS on, you know when to turn, you know when the bus is right. Or if you get off the if you get off path, it's gonna put you back on route. Facts. That's a bar. That's a bar right there. <laughs> Facts. Yo, so um, so when you you spoke about once you finish college, you start working at banks and certain things like that. Um, now for what you the stock part, when you were working at the banks, how did that kind of like, were you already, like, did you already want to get into stocks or was working at the banks kind of, you know, piqued your interest? I think it was a, it was a little bit of both. It was, I think working at the bank 
basically like pushed me over the over over the over the hill. You know what I'm saying? So, like in college, in the in the in the business hall, we had like a trading room and the tickers going across. Like you know, you see on CNBC or mm-hmm. one of the main uh, business publication networks. But I think it was just being in that atmosphere, and, it, and I think something also just clicked. You know what I'm saying? So I had just moved to Delaware about two three years ago, and I was out here by myself, like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, yo, this is a perfect time to really, you know, make moves. So like I said, I've always been, you know, adventurous, curious. Like if I want, like I said, I want to learn something, I'm going to see what, that, what that's about. Yeah. So, you know, I'll stick my nose out there, you know what I'm saying? See what that was happening. And like, let's do it. So I, you know, I said, I had some capital sitting. And also, I think another thing was like looking at, the very little interest my, my savings account was getting, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're getting two cents off, of, you know, every $1,000, like, that's corny. So, I'm like, all right. Like I said, do my research. I've seen that. I can get into ETFs. I can make, you know, cool 10, 15% per year. Nothing that's going, like I said, ain't going to make me a millionaire. And, and what is the ETF? It's, it's exchange traded fund. So, it's similar to a mutual fund, but it trades like a stock. So what it is, is that this, this is how I explain it to um, people who come to market views for consultants, our clients. So think about it as the ETF is a basket of apples. Each apple represents a different company. And also each apple has its own weight to it. But collectively, all the apples make up the basket, which is the ETF. So let's just say, it's just an, this is just an example. It might be an ETF with 10 companies a piece and each of them weigh 10% of the, of the ETF. So 10 times 10% equals 100%, which is the whole ETF. But that's just an example. Most ETFs are top heavy. And what I mean by that is that the top 10 to 15, 20 holdings makes up over 50% of the ETF. So I always tell people to look at the um, fact sheet or the perspectives of the ETF, and it'll show you all the holdings in the ETF and also also their weighting. That's important to check out. Okay, man. So yeah, we 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 definitely gonna have to talk a little about the terminology ETFs, mutual. Um, cause I you know and you mentioned something uh, about your savings, and, and this is what kind of got me to start looking into stocks and investing and things like that is because uh, I remember I tweeted something about. For my, I have two kids and I was like, for each birthday that they have, I want to put $100 per that year, you know, that year or $1,000 per that year, you know, so, um, you know, if my son turns one, that's 100 or $1,000 I wanted to put in the savings account. And, you know, just keep going up from that. And someone was, you know, talking about, well, why don't you put it in? And put it in this kind of investment and thing like that. And I'm looking like, man, I'm thinking like, I'm a I don't want to do that. I don't want to gamble with my son's money and nothing like that. They was like, right. they kept telling me how much I didn't necessarily understand what, what, it, what they were saying. Um, they would let me know that, you know, by putting in a savings account, you know, is I'm not going to make any money on it versus the other option. I will make money on it and potentially even more. Um, and I, it, that's what kind of made me like, uh, maybe I should give a, a little look into the stock stuff. Um, now, would you like, is that something that you can kind of touch on between the difference between something like that, where people are just talking about having savings, 
versus, you know, you being like, you know what, you can use that same money as far as savings, but as opposed to just putting it in an account where you're making a sin on it, putting it over here and making actual money on it. Right. Yep. So in general, our community, and when I say our, is the black community generally, we're taught to save. We weren't taught to invest. So to me, saving is a defensive move. Investing is an offensive move. Mm. And so we were taught, okay, you save your money up for a rainy day. But we weren't necessarily taught, okay, how do I grow? How do I allow my When they say allow your money to work for you, mm-hmm. that's what they're talking about by investing. Now, some investing is active investing. Some is passive investing. Of course, passive investing is less effort. Passive active investing is more effort because you're actively overseeing something or you're actively, you know, putting in work for that. But regardless, either way, investing is investing, and that's what we need more of in our community. Now, like I said, what I saw from 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 a savings versus investing standpoint, I always say make sure that you save at least, you know, three to six months worth of expenses just in case something happens, you get unemployed whatever, there's a lot of random stuff that happened in life that we don't foresee, but it happens. I'm not saying take your savings and money and invest. I'm saying have those savings, but once you reach that savings threshold where you can say, okay, if I stop working today, if I just drop cold turkey and was like, look here, I'm not, I'm not going to sit in the house for the next six months. I could afford my, you know, rent or mortgage, you know, utility bills, blah, 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 afford to eat all that. Once you have that, then it's like, all right, let's get on the gas. Let's look for ways to invest. Like I said, it could be stocks. It could be real estate. I mean, they even have uh, what they call um, REITs, Real Estate Investment Trust, where you can actually invest into real estate holdings without actually having to be an active real estate manager in the sense of, you know, going to collect rent or going to do repairs. So you can actually invest in real estate through the way of stocks as well. Or like I said, it could be the entrepreneurship. You have a business you want to start up. Whatever it may be, the world is yours. The options are limitless. But we have to, like I said, get in the mode of investing. I'm going to tell you the one reason, I'm going to tell you the biggest reason, and this is my opinion, the biggest reason why we don't invest because we are risk averse. When I tell people about investing, first thing I about stock investing, or, you know, just talk to them in general. I'm not, like I said, I'm not a salesman or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? My shit going to grow regardless, so. <laughs> if you want to train or you're not, right? So is okay, well, yeah, you stock investing. Well, you know, am I gonna lose money? You gonna go buy you 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 taking uh time off your life when you go buy alcohol, when you go, you know what I'm saying, when you go do this and that. But so I gotta live, do I gotta have fun, right? You do gotta have fun, but we're gonna have but why not let the investments pay for the fun? Correct. You see what I'm saying? Let let the investments pay delayed gratification. You can delay your gratification by two years and have a way bigger turn up. You won't go to Miami and stay in the hotel room with, you know, two or three friends when you could wait a couple of years and be overseas on an island or something with your own villa. You know what I'm saying? If you want to go on a little vacation, you know, whatever they call it these days, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? So that that's how I look at it. But we got to get out. We got to look at, you know, risk aversion from just a life perspective. Now this is this is I, I, I love I love using this analogy, but it's facts, and it's gonna hit a lot of niggas in the heart. 
And that's okay. My analogy with this is how can you be scared? You're scared to invest and lose your money, but you'll go out here and smash a chick raw that you barely even know risking pregnancy or STD. And we know health is health over wealth. And that's so. going to have a lot. That's, that's going to have a lot of cat. <laughs> if you can go out here and chase women, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, you know what I'm saying? Going there without the raincoat on, you know what I'm saying? Then why can't you risk your money in the stock market? And the stock market is something that historically goes up. So his, history backs it. You know what I'm saying? So you know I mean? See, that, that's, that's what I, you know what I'm saying? I've been telling the cats, they be like, damn, you're right. Like, yeah, I know I'm right. <laughs> yeah, I've like, been there before. I've been there, done that. So I think, like, even before I started investing in the stocks, like, you know, I had my vending machine stuff, and it was like, I was, um, I, I was one of those people, like, man, you know, can I afford to lose this money or whatever? Because I'm still trying to do this or build this. Um, but I think I seen one day, I, I was one of those people that probably got, you know, they say once the, it hits the timeline, it might be too late. Um, but I, I seen, you know, people congratulating you on giving them the knowledge for a particular stock or two that ended up just doing amazing. And I was like, you know, I, I realized that a big part of me not investing was out of fear. Like I didn't really have not a lot of tangible reasons why it didn't make sense. It was just out of fear. Um, and I hit you up. Um, you gave me some advice, you know, then, you know, then I booked a consultation. Uh, you gave me even more advice and I put some money into the, you know, some stock, you know, money into the stocks. And man, I, I, it was when the first time I saw it like really go up and I took some, you know, I sold some of my shares, took some money out of my profits. I'm like, man, I didn't do nothing. Like I didn't do anything. You know, it's been mm-hmm. sitting there, the money that I invested, I forgot it existed. Like, and, and then one day I just happened to randomly go check and bam, and I hit you up like, hey, man, like, how am I supposed to take this? Because I was excited because I didn't do anything. And it made me be like, you know what? I got to start getting involved in this because um, this can be life-changing. Even if not life-changing, can just be life-changing. Not big life-changing, but something small. You know, maybe a couple thousand dollars a month here, there. Like, that. that's huge for some people. You know, that's huge for some people. Like, the same way you said it, like, you know, you was going to spend his money on alcohol whatever it makes me think about the stuff that I buy that makes no sense. Right. You know? So that's why this month I decided I'm not ordering out. I probably spend about a thousand or two thousand dollars a month ordering out. That's a big one. Yo, yeah. Let me, out, let me dining stop. And I all started that. cooking. I started cooking every day. Let me let me let me stop and instead of paying hair, I'm gonna put that money into the stock market. Because you're gonna be spending anyway. Let's try to make some money on it. Right, exactly. I mean, like you said, just that decision alone, like you said. You're gonna be spending less money, and you're gonna have healthier choices. So it's a win-win. Spending mm-hmm. less money, and like you said, for your health purposes, you're gonna be even healthier. So when you when you decide to to invest in a stock, or what goes into it, you know, you ain't got to give us all of it, you know, because I want them to book the you know the the market view consultant stuff. But like for people who don't have no idea about stocks and and before they come to you, like, what's some, what's some advice that you can give them for where to look? So what I typically do is, um, my, <clears throat> I start off from a sector perspective. So I'm looking at where sectors are hot, where sectors are going to be hot, where, how's the world evolving? 
that's how I start to look. And then once I go from there and determining what sectors, then I dig into, okay, who are the leading companies who have the best technology or who is a company that may not be a, um, it may not be a substantial player in the game yet, but they have some type of emerging technology. And those are actually the best companies. Granted, they come with more risk, but it's like, if I can catch this company at the ground and this technology comes up, your appreciation is going to be lovely on those shared stocks. So that's how, that's how I look at it. First, look at it from a sector perspective. Then I dive into the sector and say, okay, do my research, who are the top companies? What are those companies doing to give themselves an advantage in their industry? What are some of the initiatives they're working on? Things like that. So I don't really complicate it, um, but there is, um, there is a criteria or logic to, you know, how I select my stocks. But it's not nothing rocket scientists. I don't have any information that's not available to the public, you know, nothing like that. You just do a lot of the, the you know, the groundwork as far as learning. Yeah, I mean, I, I probably, you probably can do this in a couple hours, you know, per week. One, really, once you get acclimated with those sectors, it won't take as long because it's really just the initial research, just finding the sectors. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll just give you the elephant in the room, electric vehicles. You already know the world is moving to electric vehicles. Boom. Let's find some, some not just maybe the automakers, but let's maybe find some of the battery makers. You know, let's find some of the charging station companies, things like that. So there go a quick bone right there. I just bet that I mean, I just, you know, throughout. But, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to look at it from that perspective. Look at the whole sector. Look at it holistically. Don't just tune in to the Teslas and the Neos, the big names. There's a lot of other companies who actually help those larger companies bring their product to market. All right. So this, 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 from my understanding, there's multiple forms of investing when it comes to like stocks and things of that nature. Um, I believe it's from my heard is short term, you know, long term. Um, is option options and trading the same? Was that different? Um, trade. They're kind of used simultaneously. Um, you can trade shares also. So, but options is one. It's a derivative. So options is an asset that can be traded, but you can also trade shares as well. So options, basically options is a contract that it's not the obligation, but it gives you the right to purchase shares by a certain date for a certain company. That's just like, that's kind of just a high level, a brief way of explaining options. So it gives you the right, but not necessarily the obligation that you have to buy or sell it, but it gives you the right to do such. So that's initially, that's what options were for to hedge against bets. They were to hedge against the shares that you own in the stock. But now, you know, we, Young Crowd has revolutionized it. And now people are day trading options, things like that. But option prices and premium, they move so fast. You have to be in front of a, um, in front of a computer screen if you're going to be day trading it. Because the like options, you can literally look away for two minutes and you could be in a profit 20% and now you're down 20%. So, so they're, they're very volatile. So basically I, I, I already own a share or I look to buy a share and do I lock it in at that price? Like, so the, so when you buy an option, the premium that you pay goes to the seller. So the max that the seller can make is the premium they're betting against. They're betting against what you're betting on, basically. 
So you're saying, I think this, that's to say like, you know, you buy a uh, option for, let's just say Tesla to reach a thousand dollars by April 15th. So, you know, whatever the, the Tesla stock price has to get to the share price, plus whatever the amount of your uh, premium is for you to even break even. The seller is basically saying, okay, I'm going to sell you this because I don't think it's going to get to that level. So that premium that, you, that premium that you pay goes to the seller. Now, the seller of that call option, because the call is when you think the stock is going to go up, put is when you think it's going to go down. The seller of that call option, like I said, the max they can gain is that premium. As far as their losses, if the stock keeps going up, then they're open to, you know, uh, uh, unlimited losses. The seller, correct? Correct. The seller of that call option, correct. Yeah. But the, the buyer... The buyer, can... the max you can lose is what you paid in premium. But the most you can gain is unlimited. Unlimited. Goes... So right. if it surpasses that $1,000, you're just... That's a huge win for you. Like, even if it gets to 1000 right. that's a win for you? Correct. And, and it's, it's a few other factors. So it's based on how quick it gets there um, also. So that's something else to factor in the time decay because like I said you're going to have that um, you're going to have the uh, expiration date battling against you so that's something else to factor in as well okay so what all right so the options is definitely something that um, I know it's a very very big popular thing right now and um, man I know it's a lot of people trying to jump into it mm -hmm. and and I see a lot of people lose money because they don't they don't really understand it. Because um, even as much as I'll try to learn, it's like, man, it might seem a little hectic. Do you do you have any um do you have anything or anyone that you kind of recommend if someone was to like try to look to learn options, some type of book, course, anything? Uh, yeah, I mean, I would, uh, so I know a couple guys on the timeline who do it. Um, I think uh, I'm not DG. And then uh, the Almighty TJ, um, they have a couple of Discord groups where the chat rooms where they kind of um, talk to people about options, help them learn it, things of that nature. Um, but you know, outside of that, like I said, I mean, you can uh, investopedia.com. They have a lot of investment related uh, articles and things of that nature that you can look at um, to get acclimated, you know, with the stock, stock market logic um, or even just, um, you know, the, the logic of options, like I said, the, the different ways that you can invest in the stock market that's available on, the, on that site. So you, you mentioned something um, earlier about how, you know, social media is a highlight really you see the good. Um, now, as far as your experience, what have you, I'm sure you suffered your own fair share of losses, um, correct? Now, yeah. are you able to, is there, are you able to kind of minimize it? Like, are there, you know, tricks and, and certain things, you know, as far as being able to minimize your losses, or is it just kind of, um, it just kind of happens? I think that, so that is something that comes with um, risk management. Mm -hmm. So, you know, from a risk management standpoint, you're going to, want to first off when you're starting off you know the the more diversified you are the more that you per se protect the downside but it kind of limits your upside the the lesser amount of stocks you may hold 
is less diversity, is less diversification there. So you will have less stock in your portfolio. That means that, you know, each stock holds more weighting. So granted, if they go up, then it's going to go up quicker. If they go down a lot, it's going to go down much quicker. So everything in the stock market is risk reward per se. Um, there's no way to just, you know, protect the downside and just go all up. In a perfect world, it will be like that. But we don't live in a perfect world. Far from it, in fact. So, you know, diversification is one way. Um, even as the type of companies you invest in. So, of course, you're investing in more substantial companies, your larger companies. You're more likely to see less volatility. Um, but like I said, those companies may not grow as fast because, you know, they are conglomerates, what they call them. So they they don't have as much of a growth factor in them, but we all know people are going to shop at Walmart, people are going to shop at Target, people go to different grocery stores, blah, 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 versus your, your, your companies that may be closer to the infancy side, they're not quite developed yet, but like I said, they have an emerging technology that, you know, you can catch this stock at $10 or, you know, maybe eight and some change, and it goes up to, you know, 30, 40 bucks, even three times, four times your money. But also it's more risk, like I said, because the company is an embassy. So they're not as established yet. You know what I'm saying? They probably won't have as many investors as well because of they're, you know, unproven, for lack of better words. Mm -hmm. All right. Oh, so another question I wanted to ask you was just um short term versus long term stocks. Um what what is the difference? You know, if someone was you know someone is new to investing, um, and how do they decide which one is you know which one is better for them? So, when you start investing, you should always start with the long term portfolio first, um, for the fact that that's really going to be your bread and butter ultimately, um, do life, and also that's the best way to get acclimated to, like I said, the stock market, how it works, how stocks move, things like that. And once you get acclimated with that, then you can take on more risks through, like I said, trading, or you don't want to hold a stock as long. You could also um, consider that move as well. But I definitely think when you start off, you should be an investor and not a trader, because like I said, the, the trading comes with more upside, but also that comes with more risk. And what, you try to, you know, refrain from doing is having one of your first stock market memories be a loss because that can definitely um, deter a lot of people from wanting to invest. You know, you just see it like, hey, well, I'm investing in this when I'm losing money. You know, you, you hear that a lot. So that's something to consider also. All right, got it, got it. Um, now, I, mean, I think you mentioned earlier, you you also in real estate, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So I'm in real estate. Um, so I mainly do acquisitions. Um, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, more on that side. I'm having a project I'm working on this year with one of my partners to uh, get some development done. Um, but yeah, I dabble a little bit in real estate. Um, you know, typically real estate takes a little bit more, um, you know, capital to get into, but uh, being able to, you know, practice group economics and team up with some like-minded individuals, you can get in a little bit quicker. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that's real because, um, I always tell people like how I, how I found my success was not necessarily by accident, 
Um, but it wasn't even my goal. So I, when I moved to Philly, I moved to be to get into group economics with some people from France from Philly. Uh, now this is before I even even knew about you know in being an investor as far as being able to invest in properties in different cities and states. You know, coming up, you know, when I see somebody own properties, they were the landlord. Um, it wasn't you know. So I moved out to Philly. It wasn't until I got here where I realized you know I don't necessarily have to be in the city or state that I reside to invest. Um, but I was getting with four or five people and we were just going to put some money together, you know, to purchase property and stuff like that. Because, um, you know, based on math, you know, mathematically, it was like, oh, I, we can get properties quicker that way, you know, and also learn. And, you know, we would not necessarily save money, but, you know, things go wrong. There's less money that we will possibly be losing. So, you know, if it's a learning experience, you know, we didn't come up out of all of our money and stuff like that. Um so I definitely encourage, you know, group economics because, um, and, and, and the possibility of being able to, you know, to build, you know, relationships and be around like-minded people. Um, they may have some advice, they may have some opportunities for you and, and over here or there. Um, like we, you know, like I, I want to get into group economics with you, um, with, with you and some of the, uh, you know, some of the homies and stuff like that. Um, because again, you know, we all like-minded. We all might have our own different things we do um, that we all able to kind of, you know, learn from one another. Um, so yeah, definitely want to encourage group economics. Um, now this, this isn't, isn't even about, you know, business right now, this question, not question, but, um, I remember I was struggling with my success and not wanting to spend any money, you know, was kind of nervous and scared about, you know, scared about losing my money and things of that nature. And I, I gave you a call. And you kind of, you know, you know, just gave me some some real good advice and stuff like that about being able how to deal with that and and um, and using being able to say like you said like spend money, but also kind of have a goal, which you know make it easier. So you know, um, I just want you to kind of you remember that conversation we had mm -hmm. you know, just for advice because I know it's a lot of maybe you know other entrepreneurs mm -hmm. who may be struggling with that. Um, people, you know, anybody, you know, people, how do you, how dealing with the success aspect, you know, cause you, you told me it was financial PTSD. That's what it was. Mm, financial yeah. PTSD. Yeah. I remember that. Uh, you know, and, and I think, you know, the part that we had talked about, uh, not to go, to go into great detail, but basically it was just like, like you said, how do you enjoy it but not over enjoy it like mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like you, you want to reward yourself but you don't want to over reward yourself because in the grand scheme of things you know that you know this is this is just the beginning you know relatively speaking and that's something that i think a lot of people struggle with and you really just find yourself over time but you know i i would say to set like kind of like mile markers, like set goal markers in a sense that, you know, once you reach a certain checkpoint, you can reward yourself with, you know, whatever gift that you decide. And like I said, you know, don't go over the top. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if you, if you hit your first, first $50,000 in sales, don't go buy a $50,000 car. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, don't overdo it. Um, but I think that's really the biggest thing is, because, you know, if you don't reward yourself at some point, it may feel like, damn, like, what am I, I'm working all them, you know, I got all this, you know, success, 
I'm just working. You know what I'm saying? And that can be mentally taxing um, just as much as, you know, working hard to, to, to achieve those goals and to achieve those results. So I would definitely say, like I said, you know, setting those, those goal markers and, and definitely make them challenging, but, you know, don't make them so hard. We, you know, you know what I'm saying? You might burn out, but you know what I'm saying? Make it a challenge. Don't make it easy because that's defeating the point. But definitely make it where you got to work towards it um, to hit. And um, that's that's also important because when you're first – well, I say it's important not to go overboard because, like I said, when you're first starting your business, you're really trying to have as much resources and capitals into your business. You know, it's kind of like Nipsey said, like all money in. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you're really trying to build a business. It's going to be unforeseen expenses. It's going to be expenses you may have, you know, miscalculated and it's cost more. So it's going to be things like that that you got to account for. And, you know, the worst thing you want to do is to, like I said, buy any liabilities celebrating that's going to potentially hold your business back from scaling, you know, once it's the right time. So I think, you know what I'm saying? And I, and I think, you know, some people who may come from less fortunate situations and, you know, they come into this certain new sum of money, you know what I'm saying? Um, it can be a sense of like, dang, like what it's like kind of like a, like hysteria in a sense. Like I ain't never seen this much amount of money that I have, you know, to, to my name, but you just gotta, like I said, just try to keep it into perspective that, you know, that's not the finish line and you really just starting out. So you know, if I think if you can do that, then you'll be able to better manage that moment and not, like I said, you know, you see the guys, you know, they hit a certain number and they don't go buy Rolex, go buy, you know, Gucci this, Louis Vuitton that. Yeah, I may have but, bought a Cuban link. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm saying, no, I'm saying, I'm pretty sure, like, you work towards yeah. that goal. You put, you know, the effort, you put, the results spoke for themselves. You had the results that warranted that purchase. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't just like, it wasn't just a participation trophy. Like, <clears throat> you know, I've been working this hard. I deserve it. Like, no, we, we got to have results before we, before we, you know what I'm saying? Making no type of purchases. Cause yeah, effort, yeah. So, effort don't pay the bills. Results. Yeah, yeah, for, yep. For it. Cause I, I took, and I took your advice on that. So I, I, I bought that Cuban links uh, like a month after, you know, what you said, because um, my thing was, uh, you know what? I went in there to buy it. And they was like, um, you know, told me a price. I had the money, but then I was like, you know what? I want to, um, I want to challenge myself on myself. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pay for a half now and I'm going to pay for the other half when I achieve this, you know? So I want to do this and this amount of time, things like that. Um, and I started to do all of the steps. I started to do this, make this move. Um, so in a few weeks, you know, I went in, I went in, um, went and got it, but I started to use that mindset all the time moving forward, you know? So like, I'm, I'm looking to get another car, you know, and I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna get it around this time, but I have to do this, 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 and that. Uh, so that was definitely some great advice that you gave me. And, uh, you know, I definitely appreciate you for that. Um, so before we get out of here, man, where, where can they find you? Yep. So you can find me uh, at Josh D Lifestyle. It's all together Josh D Lifestyle on Twitter and Instagram. Um, you know, if you got any questions about what you heard today, feel free to DM me. 
for the stock consultations, that's at marketviewsconsulting.com. Once again, market views, market right? Views. Yeah, with the S on it, marketviewsconsulting.com. Like I said, stay tuned. Uh, 200K, that financial community will be uh, launching here or relaunching uh, here in the next month or so. Uh, so, yeah, we're looking to, um, like I said, nobody should be left behind. We're looking to include everybody. Um, you know, if you're willing to put the work in, come work. It's not going to be any handouts, but it's definitely obtainable for anybody who's willing to uh, put the effort, you know, forefront. I highly recommend you guys to uh, book a consultation. If you were thinking about stocks um, just so far along this month, you know, I, I made a few bands off of some, some advice he was giving to me, which, which got me excited and ready to learn even more. I, I, I feel like weekly I, I text Josh like, man, listen, I want I'm ready to learn these stocks for real <laughs> because it's like you said, it was passive, man. I didn't, I didn't do anything. I put this money in. I think I did the first one. I put it in December. No, no, June. And I didn't pay attention to it until November. Um, I probably missed some time to be able to take some money out, but I wasn't paying attention. So now that I was aware and now that I seen that it happen, a light bulb just kind of went off. Um, so yeah, I, I booked a, a a couple consultations with them. I'm going to, you know, book more because um, I appreciate the time and knowledge on uh, how much they are, you know, kind of walking through it and just the resources source they provide. So definitely tap in with Market Views. Um, Josh, um, you have a partner also, correct? Yeah, Beeves. Yep, Beeves. Yep, shout out to Beeves. Yep, at Beeves LLC. Yep, he can answer any questions you may have also with your team. So, yep, definitely tap in if you just want to learn. Like I said, you want to Learn, like I said, about stocks, you know, from just the knowledge standpoint, how to research some of the best ETFs, um, all that, you know, we provide that as well. So, all right, man. So, that's going to be it for today's episode. I want to thank Josh D for coming in again. Pause. And till next time. Peace. Start the new year right during the Xfinity Hello 2021 sales event. For a limited time, get Xfinity Internet and Mobile together for only $35 a month for 12 months with a one-year agreement. And Mobile with our 1-gig wireless data option. Plus, get $250 back. This sale ends soon, so visit Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store today. Internet offer requires paperless billing and auto pay. Ends 1-11-21. Restrictions apply. New performance starter plus internet customers only. Equipment taxes, regulatory recovery, and other fees extra and subject to change. After-term regular rates apply. We're always driving to dance lessons. So we signed up for Know Your Drive. We save money and get closer to her dancing dreams. The daring young man on the flying trapeze. Or maybe her singing dreams. Sign up for Know Your Drive and save up to 20%. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. Discount terms apply. Visit amfam.com slash knowyourdrive for details. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.